Yo, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of G Sports. Man, what year is it? We're in 23 now? That is crazy. And the NBA season just got crazier with these moves, man. We got the Mavericks making big moves. We got the Phoenix Suns making big moves. We got the Lakers making some pretty, pretty decent moves. Clippers, the Clippers just looking like the Clippers. But either way, let's get right into it, baby. Ain't this what they've been waiting for? You ready? You ready? You ready? You ready? Game is in the building. All right, so first we'll start off with the Dallas Mavericks, who started off this un unreasonably quiet trade deadline that was looming, but now all of a sudden spiking up in recent days. The Brooklyn Nets traded their star player Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks. Brooklyn receiving Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, a 2029 first-round pick, and a second-round 2027 and 2029 pick. Kyrie initiated these trade talks by asking or requesting for a trade on Friday after extension talks with the Nets broke down. Now, the Dallas Mavericks, on the other hand, basically just get Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris. Markeith Morris really wasn't playing with the Nets. We know Kyrie Irving has been in and out with the Nets, but Honestly, I felt like him and Durant were both kind of playing it safe as far as their health was concerned because they knew where the Nets stood as a whole, even when both of them did play. Ben Simmons not performing, them not really having much depth besides Nick Claxton, who I truly believe has been a great addition for the Nets. Even with the departure of them, I think Nick Claxton will start to bloom a little bit. They just didn't have the pieces or the organization to actually get them a championship, which both of them have been asking for trades. We we don't even know. They, they've been, not to say playing bad, but we both we all know that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving were looking for out on Brooklyn Nets. If you ask me, it's pretty obvious that the Mavericks won that trade. They did have to give up uh, Finney Smith as well as Spencer Dinwiddie, but in return, they got a killer to go alongside another killer as far as Luka. Doncic is concerned. Kyrie Irving came smack out the first game, smacking the Clippers. Kyrie had 24 points. Honestly, I ain't going to lie to y'all. The shooting was pretty immaculate from the Dallas Mavericks. They've always been like an isolation. Everybody else kind of spread out shooting. I think with Kyrie playing, they did have more movement, more ball movement. That's not going to happen when Luka gets there. But, you know, it showed you the potential that they have as far as a team because the Clippers did have Kawhi and they did have Paul George both playing the regular minutes. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It it was a game that they should have won. But again, the shooting was it, it was pretty ridiculous as far as the Mavericks are concerned. Uh, I know Kyrie hit four threes. Um, Reggie Bullock hit six threes. Tim Hardaway hit four threes. You know what I'm saying? That, that's 14 threes just between three players right there. You feel me? Kyrie Irving did, uh, played played great, especially for a first game. But again, the offense 
for the Dallas Mavericks are already set up for a Kyrie Irving, for an isolation player to kind of isolate and have shooters around him. That is what they have set up already for Luka. So putting Luka into that as well, the Dallas Mavericks are going to be scary. They're going to be a scary team to play. I know a lot of people are saying defense. You know, they don't really got too many people to guard up. Blase, blase, blah. Look, man. Look. If you got enough offense and enough threes, you will, you can get over a little defensive hump. The Dallas Mavericks are okay on defense already. We'll see how their offense can push them. But we already we see their Achilles heel, obviously, as far as defense. And then, of course, with Kyrie Irving's availability, we'll see how that goes as well. Paul George, no, nothing much to talk about. 20 points from Paul George. Kawhi Leonard had 18 points, probably one of his worst games since being back from injury. Hopefully, the Clippers can get back into it. But we ain't here to talk about them because they ain't made no damn moves. Now on to the Lakers and their trade with the Timberwolves. The Lakers have finally, guess we can say, moved on from Russell Westbrook fully because it honestly seemed like the team's been moved on from Russell Westbrook. It's kind of kind of seemed like he was isolating himself. Honestly, he didn't even have to. The way that everything was going, LeBron's interview, you know what I'm saying, to just honestly the season and to West, Russell Westbrook's play, nothing was going right with that. And the Lakers have finally moved on. They picked up, of course, the who they drafted in the first place, D'Angelo Russell from the Timberwolves, along with Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt. The Lakers traded away Russell Westbrook, Juan Toscano Anderson, Damian Jones, and a 2027 first-round pick for, again, really, Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt, I think, are actually two decent, decent role players. I do like Malik Beasley as far as a spot-up shooter and just a bigger body behind LeBron James and Rui Hachimaru. And, of course, D'Angelo Russell. Uh, honestly, to be a man, man, D'Angelo. His, his um, I guess you could say how he has played in the NBA, especially from what I feel like we were looking for out of D'Angelo Russell, has been a whole bunch of, you know what I'm saying, like crickets. Like, you ain't really seen too much from... Like he's been good, but you expect more from from a pick that high. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like to go second overall, you know, in the 2015 draft, only behind Carl Anthony Towns, who of course was a great, has had a pretty good career. I, I don't want to say great yet. It was a good career. To go second overall, his his career has been a little down. And then of course with the Lakers trading him after drafting him, it just made it seem worse. But I think it was a good trade at the end of the day for the Lakers. Now they're picking him back up. As far as how he plays, and then to say playing with LeBron and AD, you know, I, I need him to – he is a little slower, I think, as far as running. I mean, I guess that makes sense. You know what I'm Obviously, he's slower running. Duh. But transition-wise, the Lakers need that, you know, and I think he's going to have to get right. And as far as pushing the pace and then, of course, distributing the ball how he's supposed to. And then at the end of the day, what LeBron needs is shooters. He's going to have to knock that thing down. All right? And that is, that is you know what I'm saying, to, to secure your spot right there at that point guard position for years to come. In L.A., the big money house where you came to be, you know what I'm saying, ice in the veins, D-Lo. If you want to be that guy, you got to knock down that shot. You know what I'm saying? And at the, and I feel like the Lakers as an organization did what they were supposed to do as far as getting LeBron some help. You know, they may not have been able to get who they wanted. 
which of course, yes, we uh, we would have loved to see Kyrie Irving at the LA with LeBron again. We would have loved to see it, but with the pieces that they have, Rui Hachimaru, now D'Angelo Russell, Vanderbilt Beasley, still got AD. AD got to put the work in. In the day, it's him. They need to feed him. You know what I'm saying? When you feed him, I promise you that's how they're going to win. Now, they did trade away um, Bryant. I'm not really sure why. Honestly, I don't know. Maybe it was a money thing. I thought he was a really good piece. Kind of how we were talking about Claxton. Bryant has been pretty solid for them and can space the floor at times if they need a shooting five. But with the team that they have now, I think it's they're going to be tough. Still got LeBron. I think LeBron, to me, if he needs... He could get another championship, another ring. He he would have another. That'd just be another tally on his GOAT score. You feel me? Not saying he the GOAT. Not saying he not the GOAT. But it'd be another tally if he could get a ring. I think the Lakers did what they had to to at least give him some help to get it. Because Russell Westbrook wasn't going to be that help. You feel me? That's all I'm saying. Now, to be involved in two separate blockbuster trades within the same year and not receive a star back is crazy. The Brooklyn Nets have done something that I ain't never seen before. But don't count them out. The last and not the least, because it's probably the best trade that has happened recently with the Brooklyn Nets sending Kevin Durant, their last star remaining, Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns. In return, the Suns got Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, who they have traded already to the Bucks, but we ain't getting into that. It's not too big, but it's nice. And an unprotected first-round pick, 2023, 2025, 2027. These are unprotected, by the way. And 2029. 2029. It's crazy. They also got T.J. Warren. Nah, let me, I'm going to read that back one more time because I, I don't know y'all. Unprotected first-round picks, 2023, 2025, 2027, 2029. And they got T.J. Warren. These are just picks. But this is what Phoenix sent to the Brooklyn Nets. That is what they got. That's a lot of picks, first of all. And it's a lot of unprotected picks, second of all. Meaning if they were to fall low, I mean, I don't know how long Kevin Durant plans on staying there, but, you know, Say he doesn't stay there and they get bad. Those are bad picks. Those, are, I mean, those are good picks for, for the Brooklyn Nets. But Mikael Bridges is a beast. He's a young young bull, but he's he's very good. Cam Johnson is also really good. He's coming back from injury, but Cam Johnson is a hooper. And they also got Spencer Dinwiddie back. They don't got no star, but they have a lot of ammo. <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets received a lot of ammo. For sure, out of these two trades that they've made. But the Suns received a new gun. <laughs> it's, it's one thing to have ammo, and it's another thing to have a whole new weapon. You feel me? Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns did not give up Chris Paul, nor did they give up Devin Booker, nor did they give up DeAndre Ayton. They stuck with four of their core pieces. My fault. Three of their core pieces, and they've added the fourth in KD. This makes the Phoenix Suns a threat in the Western Conference, which is already now is heavy, super heavy now, but KD, 
Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton. That is that's almost an All Star right there. You know what I'm saying? Of course, Chris Paul ain't no All Star no more. But DeAndre Ayton, I'm I'm not sure how he's gonna work with this. He seemed like he was unhappy about. I'm not exactly sure what he was unhappy about. It may have been. I don't even want to speculate. But there was grumblings about DeAndre Ayton not not being happy there. I don't know if his touches are gonna go up now, but. Look, man, you got a chance to win the championship. Whatever you got to do, you better do it. Chris Paul is this. He don't got no excuse no more, my boy. None. He, you got to go get it. And honestly, this year, why not this year? To be real with y'all, I can see the Phoenix Suns going ahead and coming out this year. It's going to be crazy, but look, Chris Paul got to understand you don't got years left. You know what I'm saying? As far as how good. And I don't know. Shoot, you, he would probably be the first one to go if they needed a trade. You know what I'm saying? They would want to get him out and find another point guard that's going to help D-Book D and KD make get their championship. It's, it's going to be interesting to see because it's another question mark of defense. But, look, Chris Paul still not know. You know what I'm saying? Chris Paul ain't no, no on defense, you know? And D-Book going to put in the effort, I would hope, especially if they were to play the Mavs in the playoffs, which right now they seeded at the fourth and the fifth. That would be a crazy first round matchup. And look, and like I said, they not look. The Mavs is no joke either. These trades have completely set the NBA off. I think it's really made it more interesting. I don't even know how else to say it. Cause now, I mean, before I was it was iffy, but we I, I want to see LeBron in the playoffs with a solid team. You understand what I'm saying? A healthy team at that. I want to see him go through it now. You know, I think he has a better chance. I ain't saying he has the greatest chance, but I think the the playing field is more level now. It's more level. You see what I'm saying? In the Eastern Conference, the Nets knocked themselves off, but I mean they wasn't going nowhere anyways. Just the Eastern Conference with the Celtics, the uh, 76ers, who also played. Jalen Brown is now out for a minute with a facial contusion. J JT gonna gonna have to gonna have to lead them to the promised land, but. Jalen Brown will be back by playoffs. 76 is looking nice. Those are really the only teams that, like, people be saying Miami. I'm not I'm not a believer in Miami Heat. Sorry. But it's about them. Them three teams. So, yeah. All right. But thank you all for checking in and listening in, man. We are back. G Sports is here, yes sir, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We gotta, we gotta get the um, the applause going, man, because we are back in time. Baby. I'm telling you, I'm so, so excited, especially for this playoffs, this playoff run that they're about to make. I'm halfway excited for the Clippers. I ain't really try to mention them too much, but you know, it's still Clipper gang over here. You know, we ain't made no moves, none at all. Like, oh my God, come on, man. Everybody else out here getting nice, so we got to sit here and stick with no point guard. You know what I'm saying? Zubak is not getting no touches. Kawhi and PG keep pulling up for shots. But look, man, I'm a believer, though. I'm still a believer in my squad. They still don't don't sleep on the Clippers, man. Hold up. The Clippers have just made a trade. Two trades. Three trades. Look at, yes sir. Thought we was out. We are not out yet. 
this just in. The Clippers have traded for the point guard we needed, Bones Highland from the Denver Nuggets. The second year man out of the Nuggets, averaging about 12 points, three assists, shooting 37% from the three, almost 40% from the field. He was backing up Jamal Murray while Jamal Murray was out and has been hooping. If you know Bones Holland, you know Bones Holland is a bucket getter. And the thing is, playing at the Nuggets, especially when Jamal hurt, Murray was hurt, he had to be the facilitator when he was starting. The Nuggets had to teach him how to be better point guard. That's exactly what the Clippers are going to need, and I hope he brings that to the Clippers. That somewhat fixes our guard situation. Then we got Eric Gordon coming in. We sent out Luke Kennard and John Wall. John Wall is going back to the Rockets. I don't know what's going to happen with that. They're going to have to buy him out. But Eric Gordon adds us a shooter and really another score. Like, I'm, Eric Gordon and Norman Powell almost go hand-in-hand. -hand. I don't I don't know about it, but I think he's a better, like, spot-up shooter than Norman Powell, and I, I will give him that, and I think we do need that, especially with Luke Kennard going out. We have also went and got Mason Plumlee. I don't know if y'all been seeing Mason. Mason shooting with his left hand now out of Charlotte. He's shooting with his left hand, but it's going in. Look, we did what we needed to do. That's that is not flashy, and I said that. It's not going to be flashy, you know what I'm saying? Because we already had the Stars, and the Stars just wasn't playing, right? So we need the Stars playing more consistently. Now we got reinforcements. Cause we was our backup point guard, Reggie Jackson, who is now, I think he's going to Charlotte. And honestly, you know, he was doing good first, but wherever he went, it, it he just, him and the Clippers wasn't mixing no more. Y'all Clippers fans know exactly what I'm talking about. But we done filled some holes in, slightly, like with, with it's quiet, it's quiet, but nice. That Bones Holland move for the real Hoopers, they know Bones Holland's, Bones Holland is a Hooper. I want to see if he brings the playmaking, though, that he, you know what I'm saying, that Denver was teaching him how to do when he had to start with Jokic. You can't just be a bucket getter when you got Jokic on the court, bro. You got to let him facilitate it, you know, and you got to know how to get him his shots. So we're going to see how it goes, but I know he a bucket for sure. The Clippers made some moves, man. What y'all, who y'all got, man? Who y'all got is the best uh, trades? Who, what team made the best moves? I, I think the Clippers made some slight moves, but honestly, the Kevin Durant and the Suns move is probably, is, is honestly the one, for real. Kyrie was a nice one, but KD is the one. I'm, I'm so, the Suns is scary. They may be my 2023 favorites now. I don't know. Clippers kind of talking right now, but we're going to see who y'all got, though, man. Comment down below, man. And again, shout out to y'all, bro. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to y'all for coming through, man. I really appreciate it. I can't tell y'all how much I appreciate y'all too, man. Appreciate it. Tell, tell me, comment down below, man, at G Sports, at It's G Sports, what you got, who you got for yo 2023 NBA champion, man. And I am out of here. Peace.